I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's get back to BetQL's You Better You Bet Countdown to Kickoff with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley, presented by BetMGM. All right, actives and inactives should be out 10 minutes from now. We will bring you all the fantasy and betting impact of those actives and inactives coming up later this hour, hour number one, countdown to kickoff week seven, NFL Sunday. Best bet still to come, thy royal prop king still to come, the underdog money line parlay still to come. But for now, we bring you the best of the line movement across the board. And as per usual on an NFL Sunday as we approach kickoff, uh, there's a good amount of it. Uh, but let's go first here, Ken, to the Jersey Meadowlands, where the New York Giants, my New York football Giants host, the Washington Commanders, and for the second consecutive week, it'll be Tyrod Taylor starting for Big Blue. Daniel Jones will not play with his neck injury, so Tyrod Taylor and the Giants hosting the Commanders coming off their win last week on the road in Atlanta. That game did not go over the total, um, and you have been the joker for about seven days as a result, so hopefully we, we get hashtag totals work as a little better this week than yeah. that cluster last week in Atlanta with the Commies and the Falcons. What do you have for us here with the Commies and the Giants? Again, Tyrod Taylor set to start for Big Blue. Uh, just you know, spoiler alert, I'm going to be on the over again in, in a Commanders game. It's been uh, consistent with uh, with how they play and, and how bad their defense is in a lot of ways anyway. But uh, yeah, and worth noting, you brought up the Commanders were off that Falcons game. Giants off, you know, let's be honest, like a nationally televised game where they had a chance to win on the road against a really, really, really good team. Uh, and that has not, still not inspired a lot of confidence in the betting market that they can be competitive in these games. Let's be honest. So the Commanders opened about a one and a half, two point favorite on the road. So again, like Washington favorite on the road right away, you're just like, the rating for the Giants is pitiful. That team like the Commanders can be a road favorite in the game, in a division game too. So Commanders one and a half, two. And then as we got kind of progressively more pessimistic injury reports about both Daniel Jones and the Giants offensive line, then this number starts to creep out a little bit more. And there's nothing really going on with the Commanders from an injury standpoint. So you have all the negative news is on the Giants side, quarterback, offensive line. So you go one and a half to two, Washington favored, two and a half. And that's where we were most of the week. And then late kind of like Friday, Saturday, we started going to three in some places. And you and I even, it's, I even said Friday, I go, maybe we're just not going to go to three everywhere. Maybe this is just like kind of where we're going to be between two and a half and three. No, not so much. Now just three everywhere. Uh, Commander's a three-point road favorite. The total in the game, and I don't know if we're going to do a specific segment on it in the show, but I think people who follow the NFL even like casually know scoring is way down unders for people who bet did very very well last week like basically every game went under the total with only a couple exceptions and you see some of these 
kind of like projected bad offense or qu bad quarterback games, not just with low totals, but like they opened low and they got bet down even more. And this would be an example of a game like that where, look, like an average scoring game in the NFL, you know, last year, two years ago, talking about like 44, 45, something like that over the course of the season. The average scoring them this year is probably like 42, 43. So then you take a bad quarterback game, like what's that supposed to be? Got a lot of totals in the 30s this week. And there is not a lot of inclement weather. So the idea that like you can have totals just hold at these numbers and you don't have like snow or a ton of wind in a lot of games kind of tells you like how the perception is in the market about what scoring is going to be this year that's going to be really rough that maybe defenses are ahead of offenses or whatever or quarterback play is down so this is just one game and there are a couple other ones we're going to talk about where you kind of have to make like a, a difficult decision here okay like yes scoring is down also do does anybody think these defenses are good and you can do that in a couple games like we did raiders bears already like okay cool the quarterbacks are awful also have you have you seen the raiders and bears defenses <laughs> like have you seen them so what's like what's the middle ground like what's the right quote unquote right number when teams like that play each other we have a couple games today i think that have some some interesting handicap you know possibilities with that in mind the total in this game opened 41 and a half now is 37 and there are 36 and a halfs starting to appear on the board. So a little bit more under money and Washington out to a full three point road favorite. Yeah, listen, maybe I'm the idiot here, or maybe we'll be the hashtag idiots here. I love the over in this game with the Giants and the Commanders. We'll talk 37? about 37? Yeah. You ever I watched mean, the Giants like, tackle before? Right. Yeah, just yeah, I I, I think it's a great bet. Uh, we'll talk about it coming up in best bets to close the show. But can you mention maybe your potential inclement weather? We thought maybe early in the week, maybe in the forecast for this game at the Jersey Meadowlands. Just looking right now at the weather report, it feels like the wind is going to be okay and we'll have like functional NFL offenses. What about in two other potential problem spots? At least a couple days ago when we looked at it saying, okay, like we have this earmarked as maybe a conversation we'll have to have on Sunday where if the wind's going to be bad enough, maybe like the total should be dropping. And that is the line and the Ravens in Baltimore, a game that has a ton of interest, like period, because it's two really good teams and legitimate Super Bowl contenders, the Lions and the Ravens in Baltimore, and then the Bills and the Patriots in Foxborough, where Ian Rappaport of NFL Media reporting this morning that uh, this offseason, like big time under the radar, apparently Bill Belichick signed like what Ian called, I think he tweeted this and this was the exact word, a lucrative contract extension to remain the head coach of the Patriots. So in case anyone was out there, they go, oh, like, are they going to fire bill in season like no you idiot no they were never going to do that anyway and now they're definitely not going to because they're on the hook for a ton of money not that Robert Kraft doesn't have it to burn but just saying so Bills and the Patriots in Foxborough Lions and the Ravens in Baltimore weather wise here what are we looking at and what do we have here side in total for these games yeah I got, I got a lot of Kraft macaroni and cheese up in my pantry my kids love it so I'm I'm helping foot the bill here I guess for uh for this coaching contract or what's going on I don't know uh we thought these both these games were like potential wind games at the start of the week and wind is just it's such a fickle thing to try to handicap like if there's going to be a snowstorm when you get to friday saturday and people who live in areas that get snow know this like you, you kind of know like a day or two like oh man we're gonna get dumped on like this is gonna be really bad but wind is kind of just one of those things where it's like well it's 12 now it's gonna be 21 that's gonna be 18 and like all of these numbers kind of don't matter until you see it like yeah if there's 50 mile per hour winds then nobody's throwing the ball and if you kick the ball it goes sideways and then it goes back sideways the other way and really funny stuff happens we've all seen that in a football game but if it's like well it's like 15 to 20 miles per hour i don't think anybody really knows what that means i don't even really know what it means like thursday night the chiefs played the broncos a couple weeks ago there were like 25 mile per hour winds in that game Mahomes is still throwing the ball like they're still kicking like what's going on i, I kind of think both these games in baltimore and in foxborough 
profile more like that or better than some kind of a game where it's like the craziest weather you've ever seen and this stuff is all subject to change but like i don't know like i just what we see right now and just like seeing what reporters are at the stadiums it's like yeah it might be kind of windy and what else (laughs) it's also fall like this also happens every week so i don't know uh in terms of the markets for these two games it's worth noting that the totals have not been bet under very much. So at least betters looking at the same information aren't deciding that these are some drastic, you know, weather situations that need to be bet under. Both totals have actually stayed the same. In Detroit to Baltimore's case, the total has started going up today, which is also pretty interesting. So we'll do that market first, Ravens-Lions. Ravens have been a three-point home favorite basically the entire week with like no changes whatsoever. It looked on Friday, the Lions started taking some money on that plus three. Looked like maybe we would go to two and a half and just hasn't really happened. Anytime we started getting there, the Ravens got bought back again. Now we're really more just three minus 110 on Baltimore again. The total in the game, which I referenced a couple seconds ago, uh, you know, bet up to 43, 43 and a half. This was like 42 earlier in the week. So maybe like, hey, coast is clear, like weather not going to be that bad. Let's let's get in an over bet. That could be the thought there. And then with the Bills and the Patriots, just like a funny market because of how bad the Patriots have been, where, okay, like y- you do look at this and you go, Man, like Bills by seven and a half on the road against Belichick. Like, oh, that seems like take the dog. There was a statistic earlier. I won't remember what pregame show it's on. I was, you know, flipping through a bunch of them. I was taking a nap earlier this morning after watching the Zozo Championship. And uh, they had a statistic that when Mac Jones has been an underdog, like the last two seasons, he's 0-14 against the spread or something like that. (laughs) Something preposterous. It's like, oh, okay. Um, anyway, this market bills open a 10 point road favorite. Now it's seven and a half. So money came in early in the week on the Patriots. It's really just hung out at seven and a half, eight a lot. And the total in the game has stayed almost the same from open 41, 41 and a half. Yeah, so then, and I and I only know this because I did my show on WFAN earlier. The total was forty, like a like a couple hours ago in this game at BetMGM at least. So so maybe some optimism we can have more scoring in the game as we stand right now. It's you better you bets countdown to kick off Week Seven NFL Sunday. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley here with you, talking line movement in all the games coming up today. Uh, we'll do the full actives and inactives coming up in 10 minutes, but Deshaun Watson is officially active here for the Cleveland Browns, and Watson is going to start today for Cleveland, just like Ken, I'm guessing the market is static here. Just I think we do need to just readdress this now that we know Watson yeah, sure. is officially going to be in. Well, I think, uh, I mean, look, let's be honest, like Thursday, Friday, you already had a lot of bullishness about him playing. Just think about how the market opened and where it is right now. Opened less than three, now three and a half. Like, why do you think that happened? Because it was more and more likely that he was going to play. So now that we're here and he's playing, I mean, yeah, like maybe you see a couple places go to four over the course of the next, you know, like 20 minutes or something. Maybe you see like a little movement, but I kind of think most of what already has happened or most of what, uh, what you would get out of Watson playing has already been bet into this and the market's already kind of moved to account for it that's just my interpretation now look we'll come on at the at the top of the hour next hour and maybe i'm like oh man crazy movement like cleveland out to four four and a half like it won't stop moving i just we all kind of thought this would happen and if we all kind of think something's going to happen the market kind of thinks it's going to happen we're all usually thinking the same way on this stuff my guess would be maybe like a little movement on cleveland but not a lot and the total probably is going to stay about 40 and a half again as cleveland was getting bet the over was getting bet a little bit like kind of at the same time so you know i i don't think you're going to see a lot here, but we'll update it in a little bit in case anything changes. All right, let's go to the NFC South, Ken. What can you tell us about the Falcons and the Buccaneers in Tampa in a game that could be a pretty high leverage one as it, as it regards to who wins this division at the end of the season with the Saints losing this past Thursday night to the Jaguars? Yeah, just like really, 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 really potentially like 
almost like too high leverage for two teams like this to be playing each other. Like the Falcons are three and three and the Bucks are three and two. And if anybody watched the Saints on Thursday night, they kind of know like what a disaster that has the potential to be. And also Carolina's like maybe not going to win a game the entire season. So it's it might be these two at the end. I think the Saints would love to be in the mix too, but they kind of can't get out of their own way. So this is really one of those games that's going to decide maybe who goes to the playoffs and gets the four seed in the NFC playoffs. Uh, and Tampa obviously off that really, really bad loss to, to Detroit at home where they look brutal. Baker Mayfield said they stunk. They opened as a two and a half point home favorite against Desmond Ritter and the Falcons this week. And this was not a game we updated a lot throughout the week, mostly because it just stayed Buccaneers two and a half. Wednesday, Buccaneers two and a half. Friday, Buccaneers two and a half. There wasn't a whole lot to say. And there wasn't a whole lot of dramatic injury news in the game either that would cause a lot of line movement. And then this morning, we start to get some line movement in the game and it's toward Tampa. So Tampa opened a two and a half favor. We talked about that. It was that the whole week. Now there are really threes in a lot of places and we're starting to get to three minus 110. So some interest in Tampa. And then it's just worth noting, we talk about scoring being down. We talk about like, what do you want to do with these games? We're like, man, Mayfield, Ritter, we watched this last week. This under has gotten absolutely blasted all week. And it was all, it was one of the ones that like just didn't, not that I was like definitely going to play the over or play against it. It just didn't make a lot of sense to me. Like the weather games, okay. Tyrod for Daniel Jones, okay. Bajant versus anybody for the Raiders, okay. Like unders getting bet in all those games. This open 40, there are 37s on the board right now. The weather's fine. Ritter and Baker are playing. Yeah, that doesn't mean great things, but they also played every other game. Like this is going to be so much different. I just find the under move in this game really fascinating for some reason, but Tampa getting bet, they're almost out to three and the total rock bottom, I would almost call it 37. Uh, we've got some movement, Ken, at Arrowhead with the Chiefs and the Chargers with Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. What can you tell us here in the AFC West? So this is another one where the whole week we're just like, all right, like, I think this is what the market we're going to have to just think about. Do we want to make a bet in this? And it was Chiefs open, you know, five and a half, it's five and a half the whole week. Much like with Tampa Atlanta, there wasn't a whole lot to talk about. It's a very interesting game on field, but just where the market's going, five and a half apparently, because there was no interest in either side. And then literally in the last hour, uh, every five and a half on the board got bet to six. And we are like six minus 110 almost across the board. There's like some juice six and a half way back toward the Chargers, like an MGMR show sponsor. But really like the consensus number right now is six. So that's interest in the Chiefs. And then it's just worth noting again, like I'm going to hammer the same point. Scoring down, unders were great. The Chiefs specifically have been a very, very big under team this year, like under the numbers by margin in most of the games that they played because their defense has been so incredible all year and Mahomes and the receivers haven't been quite as explosive. So you, you hear that the total open 50 in this game and everything I just said about the Chiefs, another game where the under, I mean, we have a lot of totals this week three points down two points down four points down not on weather not even on quarterback news just like organic under money just hitting the market in a ton of games i just think that's really interesting this is another one of those so chiefs out to six that's the news that you're referring to the total in this game has to be the lowest between a meeting between these teams in several years 47 and a half uh, we will get to, like, the Seahawks and the Cardinals for sure, some other games on the board as well. But let's hit one of the bigger games, Ken, and maybe this wraps up the segment. Sunday Night Football, uh, it's the Alabama Quarterback Bowl with Jalen Hurts and the Eagles taking on Tua Tungavailoa and the Miami Dolphins. What about side in total here for Miami and Philly to wrap up today's slate on Sunday night? 
Yeah, this is, uh, you know, the game of the week and a game with a ton of implications, not just, you know, obviously like two teams that want to be in the Super Bowl and two teams that want to get the one seeds in their respective conferences. Uh, Miami features the favorite for most valuable player, Tua, the favorite for offensive player of the year, Tyreek Hill, and one of the co-favorites for coach of the year, Mike McDaniel. Oh, by the way, oh, by the way, the Eagles have only lost one game, so their guys kind of should be in the mix for that. Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Nick Sirianni, like these are two teams that could have big seasons at the end of the year. The Eagles opened about a two and a half point home favorite in this game. Game, stayed two and a half for most of the week. They got some really, really, really good injury news on Friday. And we were always curious throughout the week, like, is Lane Johnson going to play their right tackle? Like one of the best right tackles of the last 20 years. Turns out he is going to play. They had been without some defensive players against the Jets, the game that they lost last week. Are they going to get some of those back? Jalen Carter, Darius Slate, Yes. Going to get those back. Is Devontae Smith going to play? Their second receiver is really good. Yes. Like all these. Yes. In. Everybody in. Everybody in. So as a result of that injury report, the Eagles were a two and a half point favorite. Now they're a three point home favorite basically everywhere. And the total has gotten bet up a little bit, but 52 and a half, 53. And I think both of us kind of agree with that move uh, as far as the total moving up a smidge. We will, again, hit all that game and the rest of the games coming up. Best bets to close the show. On the other side, though, we will bring you all the actives and inactives, the fantasy betting impact for all the games coming up today. That's coming up next year as we wrap up our number one countdown to kickoff with Nick and Ken on the BetQL Network presented by BetMGM. Leading you up to game time, it's You Better You Bet Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.